Welcome to Detox the Design Podcast. I hope you're all doing well. And for you curious bunch of folks, I have yet another episode. This episode, this conversation is mind-blowing. And this is with Nick Talbot, the global design and innovation head for Tata Alexei. He's been working in the design space for quite a bit, for so many years, so much of experience, so many projects that he's worked on. One example that I can quote is Air Cruise that he worked on. Go ahead and check it out. It's an amazing project that you definitely would learn from. And second, he's been leading design teams for a while now and he's been working in different areas. He's been applying design thinking, enabling design thinking in different domains. Let it be broadcast, let it be communication, let it be uh, automotive, let it be healthcare and in technology as well. Now, Tata Alexei also came up with a great design concept in 2020 in mixed reality where the product does not rely on the visual feedback but on the auditory feedback so which is again another interesting aspect for me a lot of companies you know big companies working towards the headset the headgear i think it will be simplified to a point where we would not have to wear the headset anymore and that is when i think it would have evolved to a point where we can use it without having to bear the weight of that headset so it was interesting to discuss about this with nick as well and we talk about what design is to start the conversation with then we delve deeper into what design thinking is about and how even startups can apply that in their within their teams and how they can hire designers and lead a team of designers and then we talk about the future as well how is it going to turn out with ai evolving so rapidly and Yes, we do discuss this about will AI replace designers. So stay tuned and listen to the conversation. And if you have any doubts, anything, leave it in the comments below and I will definitely answer to those questions. Enjoy the conversation. How are you, Nick? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Where Where are you? I am actually in Hyderabad, and I'm doing good. Ah, wonderful. Yeah, great city. Yeah, it is. Actually, you've been to Hyderabad. I have, yes, yes, a couple of times, but some years back when I lived in India. You were here for almost a, a few years, right? You moved to India yes. in 2011 or 12, I think. Yes, uh, I think it was 2011. A while ago. No. Yeah, I, I moved with my family. I was there for four and a bit years, which is wonderful experience. Oh, wow. Nice. So one of my friends works at Tata Alexei. He's an advanced automotive really? designer. Yeah, Prashant Vantimitta, his name. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he is a dear friend of mine. <laughs> wonderful. As we start the discussion, given your experience, something that I really wanted to ask you was, what is design uh, to you? What is your interpretation of design? Very interesting question. I mean, one of the challenges when you describe what you do is that it, it encompasses so many things, right? So mm. um, 
there's fashion design, there's industrial design, uh, of course, increasingly huge amounts of activity in digital design. Yeah. But without sounding overly logical about this, essentially it's about finding uh, an unexpected but relevant solution to the needs of your end customer. So we're, we're very clear this has to be user-centric, whether it's digital, whether it's furniture, doesn't really matter. We're, we're seeking to meet the needs or the evolving needs um, of increasingly sophisticated and demanding consumers. But equally, we design has to take account of business needs as well, right? So right. understanding supply chain, understanding the background to what makes a business tick. Um, it's important to always remember that, that businesses need to survive, obviously. You know, they need to be viable. Yeah. So design needs to take account of all of those needs as well, whether it's uh, in a physical product, how easy is it to manufacture, um, how much cost is involved, uh, and so on and so forth. And what, what we know, now know is that what is as vital is how we take care of the planet. So mm. in pretty much everything we do, sustainability is now um, a much bigger priority than it was perhaps 10 years ago. Right. So it's balance. It's balancing out all of those elements, but the the magic bit is when you can also deliver something that has some emotional resonance to consumers. Right. So function is one thing, uh, manufacturing and cost is another, but at the end of the day, to be successful, I I believe that design needs to bring something really emotional. Could could be a very simple tiny product, or it could be something as complex as a you know an operating system mm. but at the end of the day people like to be touched in their hearts as much as in their minds so that's what it is for me all of those and really that's what design thinking is is being able to think about all of those yeah. factors and use i would say is critical thinking to really work out where the best balance between all of those things is so being creative is one thing having enough knowledge and experience to do the edit and pick the right direction is i think probably the the, the biggest challenge for designers uh it's very interesting to see that you've touched upon emotional uh aspect of design there now i want to bring it back to the indian context and i know uh, like it's it's an interesting market it's a price sensitive market uh, absolutely Right. I've lived in Europe for a couple of years for my master's and then came back. I saw the difference myself and I moved like a couple of years later. So it was yes. quite a bit of a difference. So would this, uh, would this uh, let's say, definition of design or how we are understanding design in the mm. Indian aspect, would it change? How, how difficult is it for the emotional aspect of it with the Indian market? I think, do you know what, it's very dependent on the category that you're talking about. So if we're talking about domestic appliances, um, I think there's less emotion than perhaps there are in, in some other markets. It's really about getting the biggest bang for the buck. So, so what functionality and reliability and durability, that's one thing that really strikes me, is if people are going to, let's say, middle of the pyramid consumers are going to buy something, um, they they expect it to last forever and do whatever they, they need to do. If we move to, um, for example, electronics products, I think people are a bit less price sensitive if they feel 
that it's going to let them do more in their lives. Right. If we talk about, um, I mean, a, a very Indian specific thing, if we think about jewelry, if we think about fashion, if we think about, you know, um, the whole wedding tradition, for example, I hope I'm not going too far off, off path. <laughs> yeah. But in, in, in that case, people will spend whatever they literally whatever they need to spend to to make that special yeah um but where, where it all circles back so for example in the automotive business we we do a lot of auto design as you said earlier on um delivering connected uh sophisticated digital services in vehicle is expected mm. the the difficulty is how then does the oem afford to deliver all of that so I'm not saying it all goes back to price, but certainly I think there's a bigger difference depending on what you're designing mm. uh, between the way that Indian consumers respond perhaps to other, other parts of the world. Interesting. And I, I, I wonder if that reflects your experience of moving from Europe back to India. It's actually, uh, I think, quite a bit of a difference actually. Just two years, like 2016 to 2018, uh, made quite a bit of a change in India, uh, mm-hmm. the way things were being perceived, the way art was being perceived for the matter. Uh, yeah. I was doing a lot of exhibitions before, like art exhibitions, illustrations before mm. going for my master's. And then after yes. I moved back, I see a lot of like appreciation for art in general. Yes. It has definitely yes. increased. So yes. it's quite a transition. So I, 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 I agree. I mean, to... Just a, a brief point. What I've, I saw in the, the the briefing note, you know, big changes that I see. Yeah. Um, more a, a, a very clear trend to appreciation of art and and actually of design. Hmm. I think the sensitivity um, amongst consumers, amongst the population, to something that is well built, well crafted, has increased. So there's there's less places to hide for. And again, whether that's physical design or, or digital, um, people have very rapidly become educated, you know, even interpersonally within peer, peer groups. Right. I think that those are discussions that are happening that didn't happen maybe 10 years ago. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now we have IKEA here in Hyderabad. This we did yes. not have like 10 years ago, five years ago. So this yes. definitely has changed and how people are interested in buying those kind of products, Scandinavian design, how they're adopt, adapting to it. It's it's very interesting to see. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. And uh, so mo- like when we look at the future of uh, design in India, like mm. we are already started, we've already started adapting to it. But uh, when we look at the future, uh, from your uh, perspective you've been observing the indian market uh, for mm. a bit so what do you think uh, how this market will evolve in terms of design i i i think um the first thing i'd say it's a build on the point recently mm. um many many more people are becoming more demanding about the quality mm. of design but also of manufacture in in what they buy and what they invest in and I think that trend is across pretty much every category. So if I think, again, automotive, I think back to some of the vehicles that I was driving around in when I was there. Mm. And when I look out today, I stand out with my cup of tea uh, outside Tata Alexi HQ in Bangalore. Right. Uh, 
the the vehicle landscape has been transformed you know so much more yeah uh if i can call it this modern or futuristic design uh many more features in the vehicle and that's true as i walk around as i do on my weekend off you know if i walk around a mall and yeah. look at the quality of everything including the quality of retail right so the, the the way all of this is being presented so i think that trend won't stop if anything um it's going to accelerate and i think consumers the more they learn the more they demand right but they still they still want a good price yeah <laughs> i think that uh, <laughs> it will take a lot of lot of time for that to change maybe yeah yeah i agree i mean one one thing that really fascinates me and i i i can't answer it but our research teams do a lot of work in this area mm-hmm. is whether the aspirational whether the aspiration for design um that's form fit function color materials etc whether the appetite is there for let's say european or western design or whether there's actually something unique that's going to come to the surface that has got somehow its roots in india mm. and i have some seen some evidence of that so what's fascinating is that maybe some new hybrid is is going to appear in the landscape right interesting that's a very interesting point because i have uh, been noticing in the real estate side of the domain how new and upcoming projects that are coming up especially in hyderabad and other uh, south indian cities uh, mm-hmm. they are more closer to uh, let's say farming plots which are taking them back to the lifestyle that we had before so closer mm-hmm. to the roots and that is their uh, let's say selling point that's mm-hmm. how they are building the story around it so yes. something closer to the roots uh, something mm-hmm. closer to indian culture is what uh, is prevalent now which i see in Uh, a lot of fabrics as well they have uh, patterns and things that are coming on the fabrics right now so there a lot of yeah. trends pointing towards that direction when you say so i i am actually able to connect the dots now yes yes absolutely i mean part of that in real estate part of that could be a reaction to urban living you know let, let's be frank the madness of urban living versus having some space just to kick back a bit and you know have time for ourselves and our health and our me- mental health and so on so i think that's part of what's driving that trend yeah absolutely it's it's definitely an interesting space to be uh, right now to see all of these yes. happening yeah absolutely and uh, when 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 we're looking at these things happening we also see a lot of startups coming up uh, mm-hmm. in indian uh, like startup ecosystem and certainly yes so uh but still uh so i am working from a co-working space here in hyderabad and i see a lot of startups here as well but tech driven uh technology comes first so devs are the first people to be on the team developers and you know so uh design still doesn't come first like founders don't think about design yet in the first yes. phase of the you know inception of the idea or whatever so if yeah. if they have to you know uh, sort of go through the process of finding a designer and mm-hmm. building a team of designers and then leading a team of designers so mm-hmm. i'd like your input on that because you've had a vast experience of you know 
leading design teams. And I've seen the air crew uh, project that you've worked on. It was amazing. Wonderful. Was to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. So that actually, that's a good example. Um, if, you're, if you're finding a designer and you're a very tech-driven company, you, you want to find somebody that has enough awareness of the tech side of things so they don't end up being, let's say, alien. They, 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 they have to have some technical understanding so they don't end up just talking rubbish and then everyone gets irritated. And I mean, the most important thing is that people work together. It's, it's certainly not the case that a designer, day one, one designer is sitting there on his own. Mm. Um, and no one quite knows what you know what they need to uh, task them with. Yeah. So definitely uh, a very strong sense of user centricity, mm. not to do with tech, everything to do with the consumer, um, but with enough, let's say, interpersonal skills to integrate into a team. So what I'm saying is design and a designer won't do anything unless it's completely integrated. Mm. Um, second point is that that first designer on day one has to have the energy to evangelize about design, right? And actually, in some sense, educate the other people in that startup or that organization what it is and why it's important. Um, from there, so that's the beginnings of a culture of design, right? Even if you're hardcore techie and you're programming all day, if you've got an awareness of why the end consumer of whatever you're doing uh, will find, you know, ease of use, being intuitive, actually aesthetically looking beautiful. If you understand why that's important, then it's likely that design will become integrated into the organization. And once that's there, everyone would then say, well, yeah, we probably need more of this stuff. And then that's how you build a team. Mm. So without sounding too fluffy it's actually at the end of the day it's about the culture of the company mm. um if if that founder doesn't really in their heart understand why design is important then why would they be motivated to integrate design into the organization um in terms of design leadership again the the most important thing back to air crews is finding a group that have got the the vision who are prepared to look into the future right. uh and yeah it might be that they end up challenging the you know original logic of why the business is founded or what it delivers but having people that have got the time and space to look beyond and actually imagine the future mm. uh is one of the the most powerful things that design can do so you know version one is done version two is out part of a designer's job working with the technical specialist to say well what does version 10 look like right what why is that going to accelerate our business and how do we map out a strategy to get from where we are today to that version 10 for example hmm. um, quite quite often i've experienced with startups you know it's very practical they're, they're running so fast just to get to the next round of funding yeah that looking two or three or five years out, there just isn't the, the brain space to do that. Yeah. But if you've got a designer who's got the space to do that and maybe is under less pressure to deliver whatever they've got to deliver this quarter, then you've got um, a vision and then you've got a strategy for the future. Mm. 
And quite often, in my experience, that that's what investors are looking for, is not just what you're doing today, but you know what you're going to be doing in 10 years' time. Here's what it looks like. Here's what it might cost to get there. But by the way, here are all the benefits of, uh, of being visionary. Right. Wow. Interesting. And so when, when we think about, let's say, so this is primarily design thinking at work, mm-hmm. right? From the day one of that, uh, you know, when we start working on a concept, right? So yes. uh, just taking a leap from here, from startups to Tata Elixir, mm-hmm. uh, spanning across many diverse industries, communications, yes. broadcast, then automotive, healthcare. So how how does uh, uh, how do you apply or let's say uh, enable design thinking across different industries and different sets of people as well? Yes, yes. So one of the things, for example, that we do internally uh, is we hold dis- what, what we call design yatras, mm-hmm. and that's open to everyone across the organization. Uh, Internally, there's a lot of communication about what the design teams are doing and, and specific, you know, innovations that they're working on, some of which are secret externally. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, I think most importantly of all, if I come back to culture, the senior leadership of Tata Alexi has always been committed to the fact that we are a design and engineering firm. Mm-hmm. They believe in the value that creative thinking can bring. So. With, with that level of support, even though we work in diverse industries, everybody is aware that rather than just, let's say, sitting back and waiting for some briefing for some project to come from a client, everybody has got the freedom to be proactive and actually think in a, a more creative way across the organization. And within the industrial design team, we continually encourage people um, to come forward if they think they've got a great idea that might have value that can be developed. Uh, and it, it, it's it's really important that we just keep a culture of design thinking, not only with it, within the design team, but actually across the organization. Mm. Um, and yes, we work in many diverse areas, but whether it's a rail project, uh, UI UX project for a big broadcaster, we always start at the same place, which is number one, what does a consumer need? Number two, is there some innovation that we can bring to this vehicle or this platform or you know this, this healthcare device? Is there, there's some innovation that might not just be technically enabled, it might be to do with reducing cost or whatever. And then and then the final part is how can we deliver that to our client in an efficient way? So a few simple principles that we we ask people to think about whether they're designing a bit of hardware or whatever it is. So, you know, it's right. I mean, part of what design does is let everybody on a team, including the client side, see yeah. the bigger picture. Right. Let, let's remember why we're putting effort and time into doing yeah. this. Uh, that isn't just about some plugin that you're working on, even though that's important. The bigger picture is to de- deliver something better. Yeah. Uh, if you've got a vision of that, it might only be a very early concept and that on the team, then it's easier for everybody to pull in the same direction. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So you mentioned healthcare and like technology, right? Yes. Now, I happen to go through uh, the concept assistive gear for autism, people with autism and Alzheimer's that uh, Tata yes. Alex worked on. Yes. It's a great concept and for mixed reality, in mixed reality and not taking visible uh, f- visible feedback as a uh, key aspect, but relying yes. on the auditory aspect. Yes. It was very interesting for me because uh, so something that I have is a very controversial opinion uh, mm-hmm. among my peers. I always say that this headsets are too, uh, it's not there yet. I always say mm-hmm. it. it's not there yet yes. because if you're adding something, a weight on top of our face, then maybe it's yes. not there yet. So yeah, I agree. Although, uh, although I haven't, I haven't had a chance to try the um, Vision Apple product yet. Yeah, yeah. yet to try. I haven't it. had a chance. Yes, but it, that doesn't change the fact, and this is also maybe controversial, but in my, in my opinion, doesn't really matter how high res or amazing or whatever it is. In in general life, yeah. Having something strapped to your face uh, yeah. doesn't feel intuitive or doesn't feel um, human enough to right. be something that would drive mass adoption. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So now that that actually brought me to the point where, um, so I had gone through this book called The Second Bounce of the Ball by Ronald uh, Cohen, where he talks about the second opportunity after the first setback it's here i'm talking about uh, you know blockchain crypto metaverse now ai so it's mm-hmm. like with every bounce of the ball the colors are changing so it's different mm-hmm. things every time and now sure. investors and the people working in in this in in let's say even startups or even companies earlier they were very interested in metaverse and now they're interested in ai so yes. how do you see this evolving as an industry how do you see ai evolving in the future well i i, I think what we're going to see is ever more capable ever more connected systems that will number one generate content so that isn't just in the industrial design sphere we're already seeing it in people that are making videos, people that are making animations. Mm. Um, what, what that does is enable more people, companies, but also individuals to create stuff. Right. Uh, I'm sure you've seen there's been a lot of chatter about does that mean the end of the designer as we know it and so yeah. on. <laughs> there, there's, there's no running away from the fact that these tools are going to become ever more sophisticated and ever more available. But so there's no point trying to run away from that or ignore it. I think we collectively just have to embrace it yep. and accept that the the speed and the quality of the output um, in whatever domain you're working in is probably going to increase, which actually is a good thing. There are certain parts of the design process that are time-consuming and painful, as, as they were pre-3D systems when, you know, I'm, I'm old enough, God help me, that... <laughs> I started like drawing things in 2D on you know on a on a on a massive drawing board. Yeah. Um so it's it's the analogy is the same. They're, they're, they're just tools. Mm. It still takes a designer, in my opinion, 
to be very clear on what the brief is, mm. right? To understand what your objective is, to understand what the parameters for success look like. Um, so yes, I can get an AI system to spit out 50 concepts in a morning. Right. Uh, but the important thing is that somebody still picks the right one or two to then go on and develop, right? So um, I don't think it's the death, death of <laughs> design or designers. Yeah. I think it just makes sensitivity and editorial more important. Right. In fact, we, we just uh, uh, a little bit of insight. Um, the team and my, my, myself, based out of our London studio, spent a day, we had the luxury of one day, mm -hmm. essentially playing around with all the different AI tools that are available. Oh. And uh, one of my guys said, you know, the only problem with this is I could sit here for the next week just playing and seeing, you know, what, what the system's going to throw at me. So uh, it's, it's a, a strange paradox, but I think using this tools, these tools has to be done with a degree of direction and discipline. Mm. Uh, otherwise you end up with, yeah, you, if you want, you can fill your whole hard drive up with uh, different ideas and what have you, who's going to make the decision. And if there are 10,000 of them, that decision is going to become very, very difficult. Yeah. That's true. Um, but having having said that, if we if we think about AI in the context of hardcore engineering and engineering development, imagine how many optimized products, how many optimized services we can get to more quickly. Mm. Um, if I think about AI in simulation, right? So. I put some text in saying, I need this object to be 20% lighter, but still better, stiffer, whatever it might be. Please go and run the numbers on what that thing should be. That can only be a good thing if we circle back to sustainability. And yeah. so using tools, these tools in the right way to solve big problems, mm. as we're seeing in the, in the medical and uh, you know molecule business, yeah. AI is helping people discover new drugs and, and so on. And I see that analogy as being just as relevant in the world of design. Very interesting. I think uh, there's a lot more to learn for even the designers like myself, because yes. things are changing and, so fast. And, and me too, because they are changing <laughs> very fast. Yeah. <laughs> Something that I, I think uh, version five of uh, Mid Journey came out last week or so. I, I haven't even tried that yet. But it's really insane yeah. to see those posts on Instagram and LinkedIn. And I'm yeah. actually very curious to see what happens next. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one, one, one thing that has always fascinated me, even pre this stuff being real, is how it's going to liberate, you know, normal people, let's say, potentially to do a whole bunch of creative stuff. I mean, it, it could be that... Um, I don't know, a friend of mine decides they want to make a 10-minute movie that they've had in their mind for yeah. years and years. Yeah. No chance of them of them being able to afford to do that or go to a production company, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Maybe the tools are coming up now that they can script, uh, render, edit uh, from a home PC. 
and then that that movie's made. So I don't know where where that will go, but I, I find that that idea very liberating. Yeah. Yeah, actually, um, I didn't think of it that way till now. Actually, <laughs> to be liberating—that's a really nice way to put it. Actually, yeah. So, with you've quite you've seen in your journey quite a bit of changes in the design domain and all the other domains as well as you've been working mm. for quite some quite a bit. Uh, mm. So, on a personal note. Uh, what are the few things that you can mention that you wish you had known earlier? Hmm. Um, I, I would say the, the pace of change in digital, hmm. if, if I'd known maybe 10 years ago what was going to happen in connected devices in you know applications everywhere, hmm. then that m might have made my life a bit easier or a bit better potentially so i think the the, the advance of digital mm. um i think I, I wish i'd known more about which is why ai now fascinates me so much because that's clearly the next horizon that we're on mm. so second point i think is to do with sustainability i you know it, designers that create things that end up being put out into the world in the hundreds of millions i think we always felt deep down there was something not right about that model so uh, perhaps more information and more knowledge about how we could have made some of what we do more circular and, and more sustainable much, much earlier on. I mean, there were, there were always thought leaders in this space, but guess what we were doing the day job. So we just kind of went along. Mm -hmm. um, I think more, more knowledge about what we were doing or are doing to the planet would have been, would have made a massive difference. All right. So when we are looking at the let's say next set, next generation of designers, uh, mm. like me and the people who are going to become designers in the next few years, so what do yes. you have uh, to say to them before we close this episode? I want to have your opinion on that, where mm -hmm. uh, you'd give them let's say certain directions to go. Mm. Mm. So please share some. Um, I mean, one one of the things I've always said to aspiring designers or whatever is never stop being curious about as many things as you can, right? So yeah, AI is there and blah, blah, blah. But be curious about the world, be curious about art, be curious about technology, be curious about people. So actually understanding human beings, understanding the environment, uh, rather than just focusing on this thing that we're designing today is really important. And that's part of what drives, um, let me say, high quality design thinking. It's just being curious about lots of things, being able to join dots in a, in a, a, a critical thinking way to take you towards a, you know, a better solution. Um, I think the, the other thing is, one thing that will not change is one's ability to communicate. So working on communication skills, being able and reasonably confident to sell an idea um, is also extremely important. I mean, half of what we do is convince people that yeah. <laughs> they should buy a project or buy a you know, product. So those, those soft skills are, are very important. And I, I do think it's, especially now with the with the kind of 
these waves of technology that are washing over us. Hmm. Without sounding too philosophical, it's really important to remember that we're human and what makes us human, our relationships with our, you know, brothers and sisters, those should keep us grounded. And I believe make it easier to make the right choice. So I come back to my point about the edit. Quite often, okay, there's marketing teams that will have a view, there's business leaders that will have a view, but quite often designers are also asked to give their opinion on what is the right thing to do. Mm. And if you get too carried away with tech for its own sake, then I think there's a risk that we do the wrong thing. So, you know, remember that actually it is sometimes quite nice just to go for a walk in the sunshine and look at the birds and the flowers and I'm sounding like a hippie now, but <laughs> that, that is that is also very important and we need to respect that and protect it. Absolutely. So that's that's the advice that I would give to uh, designers. And it's not so very different from what the kind of advice I might have given 10 years ago, mm-hmm. certainly about curiosity, certainly about skills, certainly about being able to communicate properly. But all of that has actually got more important because of where we are absolutely thank you so much uh thank you for your time uh and thank you for sharing this knowledge and i have learned a lot and the idea of liberation for Mm. common people it's still in my mind i've never thought about it that way thank you for mentioning it you're more than welcome i hope i I mean i enjoyed it very much it's wonderful to have a free-flowing conversation about design and how it can positively impact the world, which I, I believe it can and, and does. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. It's been great. Cheers, Sanjay. <laughs>